Hi, this is Brent Helming, and thanks for tuning in to part three of the podcast entitled How to Prepare Yourself During the Week for Worship. If you've missed part one or part two, make sure you go back and catch all of the information. Thanks so much for listening. So the last section here, then, I call it working out the win, um, which basically means just practical suggestions um, for us to use as we're preparing here. Um, so let's just let's just dive into the first one. So for prayer, um, let's just talk turkey. Just some helpful suggestions. I I would I'm going to suggest that we just start out with um, particularly if you haven't been cultivating, you know, a, a real active life of prayer, um, that you start off with doing shorter times. I would say shorter, multiple times of prayer and of seeking God. Uh, you know, when you get up in the morning, just even just simple things of starting off and just saying, Lord, please be with me. You know, if you, you know, and, and then just various times through the day, just quick little prayers of just seeking the Lord. As you get more comfortable with that, um, and it becomes more of a part of you dialing that up in your awareness of your mind and then putting it into your schedule and making time for it, you can increase that time where you can have longer prayer times and longer, you know, just longer times of soaking in prayer. Um, you know, and ways to help us do that, uh, prayers, I mean, here's just, I'm just going to share some practical things that I've done off and on through uh, through the different years to help me kind of, you know, stay fresh and just kind of change things up a little bit and just, you know, make this happen in the midst of a really busy life or um i've i've set my watch before if, if you if you have a watch that has like an alarm on it or something many watches have that mode you can set it to like you know to beep on the hour um i've used that before where it beeps on the hour and it kind of reminds me just like oh yeah what the, the watch beeped and i'll just say a quick prayer lord please in this moment will you keep my heart open my ears open, my mind open to you right now, Lord. I I ask that you would, you would just, Lord, bring the Holy Spirit to just show me and reveal your heart. Right now, it can be as simple as that, just as simple as that. Um, I've carried a three by five note card before, you know, just kind of written it out on a note card or a sticky would work great, and a little note that just says, "Don't forget, don't forget to pray," you know. And I've put it on my dashboard of my car, or I've put it some. Um, on my rearview mirror type thing or something, someplace where I'm in and out of a lot, um, or in my wallet. I've done that before too, um, and it just helps remind me just to pray. Just simple reminders. Um, and then I I would also encourage you to to even take some time every now and then just to sit for a few minutes. Now now I'm kind of I, I'm not really ADD, but I'm I, I just love to be active, and it's hard for me to stay still. And since I'm an extrovert as opposed to an introvert, you know, just being still in solitude and stuff is something that's very difficult for me to cultivate. Um, and I have to be very purposeful about it. Um, but take some time to listen because it's great for us to say, Lord, come and fill me. And he will. But if we then don't keep our ears and eyes open or if we don't stop for a moment and, and find times where we can just be still and hear him and listen, we're going to miss a lot that God has for us. So um, those are just some helpful suggestions on on maybe kind of how to had to instigate and and get involved in prayer. I mean, there's books, incredible, wonderful books that would um, 
you know, that teach you and guide you and show you how to pray and give you know, helpful suggestions. And a Christian bookstore would be great if you wanted to learn more about that. I, I think it would be a, a great book to get um, on that topic. Um, maybe some focus, prayer focus suggestions that I would have for us would be um, obviously being aware of personal issues that are going on in your life, whether, I mean, it could be maybe issues of sin or different specific things that maybe God's kind of brought up in your heart that he's working on, you know, praying about those things. Because again, like the analogy of the bike wheel, when when things are off in one area, if if that wheel that spoke gets untrue enough, it begins to untrue the entire the entire wheel. And so we want to pay attention to to everything in our lives because, you know, we bring all of us into the place of leading worship on Sunday morning. I mean, that's that's not a, a separated out event. Remember, we talked about how um, we're we're totally we're whole. Life is whole and integrated. I mean, Colossians in Colossians three it says, you know, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. I mean, that's there's no separation. There's whatever you do. You know, um, Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians ten, I believe, says that as ten thirty one, says it as well. So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Okay, we're we're whole, we're integrated. There's there's not this separated out. Okay, one area affects the other. It, it that's all about it. So pray about our, your personal issues that God would bring up and that that you're aware of. Um, I think we need to be praying for and asking God to give us an understanding of his heart for the congregation, maybe for that specific week or for that season in the church that we're leading in, okay? What is God's heart for the people? Because that should affect how we prepare and how we focus and how we end up leading worship. I would say then also ask God to, to, to give you as the worship leaders, the team members, a heart for the people. See, this would help guard against that we don't just stand up there and glory in our own talents and our own thing and that we lead worship and we play kind of pump ourselves up. We need to be there. I mean, we're it's a servant's role being in worship and leading worship. And if we're praying that God would give us a heart for the people, it's hard for us to get blown out on our own stuff and all blown up and egotistical, our own stuff, if we're really truly seeking to have a heart for the people. So what is God's heart for the people? Then can we share that heart? Can we have, and we have a heart for the people. That's a, that's a great prayer focus as well. Um, pray specifically that the Spirit would move in in the worship, in the Word, and that He would already uh, be, be showing you and guiding you into what that is going to look like and how it may feel and you know all those things leading towards worship. Um, pray for the word that's going to be preached. I mean, the impact of worship and the word together is what is an incredible, incredible experience and an incredible thing when God's people get together on a Sunday morning as community to have a life and a richness in the worship and a life and a richness in the word and to have those two there together. I mean, it's, that's, that's just, that's the goal. That's what it should be about. So I, you know, I pray. I pray for the person, you know, and during that week ahead of time, you know, what they're going to be preaching on. That God would be preparing their hearts as they as they prepare themselves during the week and prepare the teaching. You know, just just quick things. So again, this I'm not spending hours and hours on all these topics, but I'm I'm just I'm being aware of them. I'm hitting them during the week and keeping myself dialed up. So there there are some helpful suggestions on the issue of prayer and seeking the Holy Spirit. 
And now um, regarding, you know, strengthening ourselves in the Word and uh, in time of uh, personal devotion, um, there's, there's a variety of things that we can do just practically um, in the Word. We can, um, we can do devotions from the Psalms. Psalms, especially for a worship leader, obviously, is a great place to start. I mean, to glean from David's heart and from, those, from Asaph and the other writers of the Psalms, just to, just to glean from them and to, and to get into the Psalms. I mean, they, they focus so much on just worshiping. It's a great place to have devotions. And one of the ways to do devotions with that is instead of just reading big, big chunks of Psalms, take, take a couple verses and take it out and, and use those to meditate on and to, and to think about all during the day. Um, but, but make sure that you get the whole verse. I mean, there's many times I find in the Psalms it'll say... Um, um, Let's see. I'm sorry. I, I don't have a psalm right off the top of my head here, but I'm thinking of, um, for you have strengthened me in my time of great trouble. Therefore, I will worship you, O Lord, and give you praise for all my days. You know, there's there's a lot of times where it's, Lord, you have done this. This is who you are. This is a part of your character. And therefore, I worship you. In other words, who you are, God, and what you've done in my life and what you will do elicits praise from me. So make sure you keep those together when you're, when you're looking at the Psalms and take those and write that on a three by five card and take that with you and look at it during the day and, and, and meditate on it. I mean, memorize it. There, there's a great way to, to use it for, for memorization. Um, that, that's a great way to do that. The Psalms are wonderful and, and there's, there's, you can just keep ripping through them. I think Proverbs is another way uh, to do that as well. Proverbs is a great book to take little snippets like that out and and um, and to use them for devotional purposes and for keeping your mind in the Word. And I have found, as I've done that in the Psalms, that many times those things that I've I've studied, those things that I've put into my heart or I've memorized, are the very things that begin to crop up and God reveals and says, that's what I want you to use for an exhortation or for an encouragement during this worship set. See, it's He's He's been able to pour that into me and then during that time in the middle of the worship set, he can reach into that into that bucket. Or it's like the analogy, something, I remember one teacher used the analogy of a tool belt. You know, it's like putting all these tools. As you study and as you memorize, you put all these tools in your belt. And then you can reach for the right tool for the right job at the right time and be able to use it. So that's a, that's a great way to do that. There's devotional books um, now that are available that um, would be wonderful uh, and are wonderful for you to be able to read and use. I think the encouragement on the devotional book is be careful that sometimes they're devotional book and it's just kind of the author's, the author kind of putting things together and writing his own devotion where it's good and he, he he'll go off of a scripture but then kind of get into his own thing and that that's okay, um, but make sure that the devotional books I think don't let it be a substitute for the word itself. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Make sure that those two go together. But a devotional book tied to some level, some uh, scriptures is a great way. Um, you know what? I I like using the actual worship songs themselves and taking those and doing a study on those, searching the scriptures to find the keys to those songs. I mean, many of the songs we we're, we're singing these days, you know, have have actual chunks of scripture embedded in them. It, at the very least, the themes of the songs themselves, like a, you know, a song on, on the love of God, you know, obviously is going to have places in scripture where we can pull from. I'll take a worship song. And if I don't know the scripture, you know, that if I don't see it and recognize it immediately, 
you know, I'll go to a concordance and look up, let's say, love, and I'll look up love, and I'll begin to scan the scriptures of God's love and and take those and and memorize it. I mean, the song, worship songs themselves, the lyrics elicit tons of direction for us to get into the Word and to 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 start studying the Word. So those are, that's a great way. Plus, it helps you become so much more familiar with that song and familiar with how to more appropriately use it in the right context, in the right place, as well as you've studied through the song and you know where it's anchored in the Word. It just makes you that much stronger in leading it authentically from your heart. Plus, the Lord will, will bring things to mind and you'll be able to give exhortations and encouragements based right out of that scripture that tie right into that song. So I think that's a great way for us as worship leaders and worship team members to, to use it as a tool to get us into the Word. I mean, obviously doing a, you know, a book study as well, you know, whether through one of the Gospels or, or one of the Epistles or something like that was, is great. Or taking the pastor's sermon. Here's, I'll just give one more example. Taking the pastor's sermon and then going deeper getting into the Word and digging deeper. Because, I mean, a sermon's only 35, 45 minutes, you know, something like that anyway, right? Generally, so we can't, they can't get it all in. And so how can you go deeper and take that deeper? So those are a few ways, practical ways, for us to be able to get into the Word and use those as tools for, um, for preparing ourselves during the week. And, uh, and finally, it's regarding uh, the personal worship and soaking in His presence. I mean, obviously, prayer, the Word... <laughs> devotion. I mean, they're all, they're all part of being in God's presence, right? They're all part of worship. So if you're doing the, you know, if you're doing the two, we've already mentioned, you're obviously spending time in personal worship. But again, I want to encourage us to spend, take some time with some quiet meditation. And I don't mean, I'm not meaning to get weird here on the issue of meditation, but I'm thinking taking, whether it's just being still before the Lord and waiting on Him and listening him to respond and speak to us. And also sometimes just taking something very simple and meditating on it. For a while I was reading um, just Psalm 23, very familiar. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I would take that and I'd say, Lord, show me, what does that mean? And I'd ponder it and I'd think about it and I'd meditate on it. That's a great way to spend time just soaking God's presence. And you could do that while you're driving in the car and, you know, I mean, you could do that Whatever, while you're taking the kids, well, I guess not while you're taking the kids to school. Hopefully, you're connected to the kids, but uh, you know what I'm saying. D- doing chores around the home, you know, whatever. Listening to worship and being involved in worship off the platform ourselves is is really really key in helping us be prepared. Again, it's it's part of the mountain guide um, experience. It's a part of us knowing the trail and knowing how to get up the mountain and experiencing that ourselves away from the platform. So I would encourage you to spend time listening to worship CDs. And I don't mean evaluating worship CDs. I mean listening to worship CDs, worshiping along with worship CDs. Try that because you can do that in your car on the way to work or, or where you're going or just sometimes quick in the morning and actually sing the songs. Actually, you know, close your eyes Tune out whether the band's in tune or what, you know, I mean, you know, all the stuff, all the evaluations we do as worship leaders and as team players and as guitar players going, oh, I could have played that, you know, I mean, all that stuff we do. And worship, actually worship, you know, let it get into you. Sing the songs, become a worshiper yourself, not just a worship leader, a worshiper yourself. And then just a couple more practical things here. Be aware of what you're allowing into your heart and your mind. 
I mean, you know, like TVs, books, movies. Just be aware of what you're allowing into your mind and you need to evaluate whether that's what you need to be putting in there. And this is particularly important on Saturday. Let's say you're going to lead worship on Sunday. This would be in particular important on Saturday. You could have spent great time preparing yourselves and getting ready during the week and then just really kind of send yourself off in a tailspin if you end up going and seeing a movie that's really got inappropriate material. And that's kind of the last activity you've done that that evening before you go and you lead worship, you know, um, or a TV program or whatever. So I don't mean to get legalistic at all in this, but that, this is just very practical and very real. Um, be aware of what you're putting into your mind, especially the night before, and get plenty of rest the night before as well. Worship leading, you expend energy serving in that way, being focused on tuning into God and serving those people in leading worship. I'm usually exhausted a lot of times by the end of the day on Sunday or something from leading worship. So um, get plenty of rest. Um, and then just last, lastly here, be filled with God away from the platform so that you are ready and capable to respond to the Holy Spirit's leading You know, during during the time of worship. And that's what it's about. So, you know, just in recap, we, we need to understand the why. Why should we give ourselves to, prepare, to preparing during the week? Because God is zealous for His glory. He created us for His glory. Worship is the primary vehicle for that glory to be seen. Therefore, we need to embrace the sacred trust in this position of being leaders of worship and we need to be diligent in preparing and being intentional about how to lead and in doing that then we need to focus then on spending time preparing ourselves during the week up to that point of where we're actually going to lead and we need to spend time in prayer we need to spend time asking for the holy spirit to come and reveal god and to make Him known in a greater way in us, we need to spend time in the Word. And we need to spend time soaking in His presence. We need to worship away from the platform. We need to be worshipers during the week so that we're ready to effectively lead God's people in this incredible and wonderful thing called leading worship. So I, I hope these things have been helpful. This has not been rocket science, I know, and I've probably done a lot of preaching to the choir here, but... Um, this is, it's, it's really important and it's really not a difficult thing, but we need to be intentional about preparing ourselves. Otherwise it's not going to happen. It won't happen on its own. You need to set aside this time. So I encourage you to start even this coming week now, just to, to get out from your other routines and implement some of these things if you haven't done so already and begin to prepare your heart towards the towards leading worship and see what God will do and see the life and the freshness that's going to come and flow into your leading of worship and the effectiveness of that. The congregation is going to get blessed by that. The experience of God in the midst of your service, the, the way that that then will be changing lives because people are being connected to God. It's, it's an incredible and wonderful thing. So again, I hope this has been helpful and uh, that you're able to prepare and lead incredible, God-honoring, and God-glorifying worship. Thanks so much for spending this time together with us. Thanks. This presentation is part of the teaching and worship ministry of Brent Helming. 
Additional resources are available at www.brenthelming.com. We'd like to give a special thanks to Mark Griffo for the original music featured on this podcast, and thank you again for tuning in.